0: Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Friday, June 21st at 2 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Morgan Stanley's economics team now expects the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates by half a percent as soon as their next meeting on July 31st. This is a significant change to our expectations and is based partly on commentary from Fed Chair Powell at yesterday's meeting of the Central Bank, where he appeared to make clear that they had contemplated lower rates. But it's also based on our concerns over incoming data, including a very sharp deterioration in the regular survey of business conditions among Morgan Stanley equity analysts, the Morgan Stanley Business Conditions Index. My colleague Mike Wilson discussed this index and its decline on this program earlier in the week. Would a 50 basis point cut be unusual? Not exactly. The Federal Reserve usually lowers rates much faster than it raises them, leading to an old bond market joke that the Fed takes the escalator on the way up, but an elevator on the way down. While the Fed hasn't raised interest rates by 50 basis points since 1995, it cut by this amount eight times in 2001 and moved in such increments or larger in both 2007 and 2008. Those dates should raise a few eyebrows. Yesterday's reaction to the Fed was once again to cheer, with both stocks and bonds rising as investors looked to the 1995 and 1998 experience as a template for lower interest rates leading to better market performance. But there is an important wrinkle here. In 1995 and 1998, conditions allowed the Fed to move gradually, reducing rates in small 25 basis point increments. When the Fed has felt the need to start an easing cycle more aggressively, for example, when its first cut was by 50 basis points in January 2001, and again in September of 2007, it went very differently. The fact that the markets have done worse when the Fed is cutting more isn't, of course, because the Fed was cutting more. Rather, it's because these larger cuts by the Fed were linked to bigger economic challenges, which do matter. This time could be different, but for now, we see little historical support for the idea that a 50 basis point rate cut should be seen as a positive indication for long-run returns. What else happens after the Fed cuts rates the first time? Usually, the yield curve starts to steepen, with short-term rates falling faster than longer-term ones. Government bonds continue to do well. Corporate bonds tend to underperform treasuries. And the U.S. dollar tends to weaken against other major currencies. All of these are consistent with our current strategy recommendations. Meanwhile, in commodities, the first Fed cut has tended to be followed by higher prices for both oil and gold. What's most surprising when the Fed cuts rates for the first time? Conventional wisdom holds that emerging markets should do well when the U.S. dollar is weaker and yields are lower, but that hasn't been the case for EM equities, which have tended to underperform relative to other markets after the first Fed rate cut. We're currently equal weight EM stocks, but have more upside to our price targets in both Europe and Japan. Value has also tended to do a little bit better than growth once the Fed begins cutting. Staples, energy, and healthcare have been among the best-performing equity sectors, notable given the extent that the latter two have lagged year-to-date. We think the Fed is poised to cut interest rates. Investors should focus less on that development and more on the underlying strength of the economic data behind it. Either way, stay tuned for July. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the latest Thoughts in the Market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.